Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. And if you're ready to live life on purpose in your God-given gifts, strengths, and identity without sacrificing family, home, self, and soul care, then you've come to the right place. But first and foremost, we want to make sure we're seeking the steadfast, loving kindness and peace that surpasses understanding from Jesus Christ. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Hello, sisters, and welcome to another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I am so excited to share this guest with you today, beginning this 2022 season, because I know there are a lot of you out there who are probably saying, I have health goals and... I have life goals. I have Jesus goals, whatever else. Right. But where does our health as busy moms fit into that? And Kate is the perfect guest for you guys to hear from starting off this year. So I'm going to introduce to you, Kate Musing. She is a wife. She is a mom of three boys. She is a Christian health coach, and she loves to help women create a biblical foundation for health habits that last. So Kate, would you like to introduce yourself anymore? Hey, um, gosh, you covered just about everything. Um, I, yeah, I'm a Christian health coach. I live in Florida, three boys. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about health. How did you get into this Christian health coaching realm? Yeah. So gosh, about five years ago, um, I had a lovely conversation with the Lord, um, where (laughs) he kind of kicked my butt. Um, we were in kind of a transition season in our family. And I remember praying, Lord, what do you have for us next? What do you want us to do? You send me, I'm going to go. And he stopped me in my tracks and he said, Kate, I've already given you three little gifts and you are not being a good steward of those gifts. And I was like, what, what do you mean? He's like, you're not taking care of your body well enough to take care of these little gifts that I've given you. And your body is a gift and you're not taking care of that. You're not being a good steward of the gifts I've already given you. I can't trust you with more yet. And I was like, Oh, what? <laughs> like yeah. it was heartbreaking for me to realize that I had been living disobediently essentially. I mean, it was I started like a lot of moms do in an MLM, you know, network marketing. I was involved in that. It worked really well. The products worked for me. I became involved in the MLM for about four years, but I saw this gap in the industry where, um, all these women would, one of two things would happen. They would either lose the weight and because that was their goal, they would quit. Oh, I reached my goal. I'm done. Or they wouldn't reach their goal and they would spin out in the shame cycle. And that's not from the Lord. So what I noticed is that there was this gap and the gap was faith. And the women I saw who were connecting their health and their faith, which is what I did, were the ones who were lasting. Mm -hmm. So I began to really dig into that. Like what pieces of our faith and of scripture really, um, really motivate and help us stay disciplined when it's really hard because living healthy is not always easy in our society. Um, and I put it all together and I was ditched the MLM and 
went off on my own and became a Christian health coach. And I realized that that's really what women want is not a diet, not a yo-yo, not a plan. They want, they want Jesus to be the center of it. Mm. Um, and they want it to last. So that's, that's how it all came to be. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Like you, you talked about this conversation essentially that you had with God, like what's next. And it's right. kind of like er, back up here, back like, up, sis. Yeah. conviction about disobedience. And I think it's so great when we can get into that place out of the shame cycle, out of beating ourselves up because we didn't, you know, we don't look a certain way. We don't weigh a certain amount. We don't fit in a certain pant size because we ate cookies at Christmas, you know, but Heaven no, it's, forbid. It's, yeah. Conviction <laughs> about being long-term good stewards. Right. And yeah. so I think that's what mm-hmm. a huge part of like what I'm hearing and what you're saying is, is good stewardship of our bodies. Like that is yes. an important part of what God asks us to do. I can get into this whole rant about, <laughs> um, biblical self-care that's for another mm-hmm. podcast episode, but it's part of it. We have to take care of our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that we had mentioned before about just good stewardship, right? What, yeah. what do you have to share about that? Yeah. So what I see a lot of women, especially, especially moms, um, do is they think that getting healthy or losing weight or whatever, you know, we'll say getting healthy. <laughs> they think that that means that they have to do it on their own, separate from their family. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us stress out about it because I don't want to have to make a separate meal for myself. I don't want to have to buy separate groceries for myself. I don't want my family to, you know, lose their ever loving minds because there's not chips in the house because I don't have the self-control around chips or I can't take time away from my family to go exercise. It's all these things. We think we're being a bad steward of our relationships and of our time. And we think we have to trade that in order to be healthy. But the truth is, the reality is that you can be a good steward in all of those areas at the same time. Mm. You don't have to go spend two hours at the gym every day. That's not necessary. You don't even have to spend an hour at the gym every day. (laughs) You don't have to take time away from your family. You don't have to buy separate groceries because here's some, I'm gonna step on somebody's toes, but (laughs) if if you need to get healthy, so does your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if carrots are what you need to start eating, so does your family. <laughs> if you eat too many chips, your family probably does too. So it's okay to overhaul that for everyone. And no one's going to like it at first. Yeah. It's going to suck, but we do things that suck and that are uncomfortable because they're obedient to Christ. Now I will say moderation, <laughs> We don't need to overhaul everything. Being a good steward is also realizing and recognizing that baby steps are okay. Mm -hmm. And that small tweaks and changes are, can be life-changing. And that you don't have to go absolutely berserk and, you know, cut out all of the sugar and God, have a cookie for the love. Like not just have a cookie, go out for ice cream with your family and enjoy it. Don't feel guilty afterwards. Like there are ways to make it all fit together so that you can be a good steward of your relationships. I'm a better mom when I help my family make better choices. 
Yes. I'm a better mom when I exercise because I'm not as stressed out. My kids don't want a stressed out mom 24 seven. They'd rather, you know, not have me around for 30 minutes and me come back and be happy (laughs) than have me be around for that 30 minutes and be screaming at them. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's our reality at our house. Sometimes my kids are like, mom, did did you exercise today? (laughs) Shut up. You know what? If that's your group of choice. Awesome. Like, right. Right? That's a great, it's a great example to set for our kids. And like a couple of things that you were saying that just like really stood out to me is as a good mom, like it is your job and your responsibility to help your family make better choices. And Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer that there's no better way to train our family and our kids than by example. Right. Oh my gosh. Like You, I remember so many times growing up where my mom loved her to death, not bashing her here, but was like, Mm -hmm. because I said so. And it's Mm -hmm. like, but wait, there's this disconnection in your brain that just like, doesn't make sense. And it kind of fuels this fire to make you want to be disobedient when you're seeing (laughs) one thing, but being told a different thing. And Mm -hmm. so I think the best way to do that is by example. And you would, I'm like, put on your dancing shoes, girl. Let's stomp on some toes here because the whole separate meal thing, like it drives me bonkers and I have a toddler and he's picky. And Mm -hmm. so here's the deal. This is a mindset thing because we really like spicy food. And if our toddler doesn't want spicy food, but we want spicy food, we're going to make them an extra meal and we're not going to complain about it. But for Mm -hmm. some reason, when it comes to us eating like healthy foods that maybe our kids don't like, suddenly that's an issue. Right. If you have the kid that like, or, or you have this issue where you can't, you have to make them a separate meal because your food's too healthy, which I agree with you. I disagree with that mindset, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't make my kid a second meal. If I'm cooking yeah. some really spicy food, I'll make them some mac and cheese. Last night we had, it was like a healthy buffalo chicken dip with just like vegetables. So it was, mm-hmm. it was protein and vegetables Yum. essentially, right? That sounds amazing. <laughs> and yeah, it was great. But my son is not going to eat buffalo chicken. Like he would cry if I fed him that. So we did make him some macaroni and cheese, you know, we get our like delicious meal and he gets his, but most of the time, like, I don't care if you don't like soup right now, kid, you're going to eat what we have in front of you or, or you're not going to get, you know, extra snacks or dessert after dinner. Right. So I don't know. Do you have any, like anything to add to that? Cause I know as moms of littles, like it's kind of difficult at times when your kids won't eat and you're like, well, I'm going to starve them. No, if they're hungry enough, they're going to eat the apple. Yeah. (laughs) I love that you brought up soup. I think that's really funny because my youngest, (laughs) I'm surprised he has not started screaming in the other room. I hate soup. (laughs) He hates it. And he has no reason to hate it. He'll eat chili. I I hope he can't hear me. Um, (laughs) I really wanted potato soup. So I told him that it was fancy mashed potatoes and he ate it. Y'all just get creative. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if I want soup, if we're making soup, I just strain the broth out and give him the whatever's in the soup. And he doesn't have broth because he'll eat that. Like the, yeah. I, it doesn't have to be a whole different meal. It's just a different version of what I'm plating, right? Mm-hmm. Schedule things that they do like schedule a pizza mm-hmm. night, yeah. schedule a night for chicken nuggets and just eat the freaking chicken nuggets. Yeah. You are not going to die. And you or, know what? Put a veggie tray out. And I kid you not, if I put vegetables on their plate, they're like, no, but if I put a veggie tray out with some ranch, 
my kids destroy it. Yeah. They tear that up. <laughs> Figure out what to do just to be, it's not manipulative. It's not sneaky. It's just mm-hmm. creative in how you present things and they'll eat it. I don't make separate meals, but like, for example, tonight I made a pasta dish. Well, my, my one kid just doesn't like like red sauce. He just doesn't like it. He would rather starve and that kid gets hangry. So I don't want him to starve. (laughs) So I took what I was making and I had a smaller dish. And instead of putting all the sauces in it, I just did shells and the meat and covered a little bit of cheese. It was the same thing. Like I wasn't, Mm -hmm. I wasn't making a separate meal. I had to make all those ingredients anyways. I just put them in a little teeny dish and that's what he ate. And that was okay. Or, oh my gosh, one thing we love is nachos. Mm. I take a sheet pan. First of all, when you do a sheet pan meal, put the parchment paper down. Cause mm. then you don't have to wash that thing. Yes. One yes. less dish to wash. You're welcome. You're welcome. Moms. <laughs> there you have it. That's my best tip. Parchment paper forever. I love it. I just ran out of parchment paper. And so you remind me when I go to the store tomorrow, I, need I to get, get it some. at Costco because I need it. So yes. I use it so often. Yes. So you put the parchment going. paper down. So on one end, I can make one tray of nachos work for all five of us. And I've got one who doesn't eat anything, you know, and my section might have peppers instead of chips and his section will have olives and his section won't. And he likes black beans, but they, he doesn't. And then we sit around the table just so, and we eat off the tray. Like they think it's so fun because we're having nachos and no plates and we get to eat with our fingers. And I'm like, Haha, suckers, like this is healthy. Yeah. And I didn't have to make anything special for you. Mm-hmm. It's one meal. We all share it together, but those teeny tiny tweaks, like if you're willing to just not do what our parents did, you know, you eat what's on your plate or you starve. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to make you starve, but I am going to set you up for success. You do have to, you know, we have rules. You have to eat a polite bite of things you don't, whether you like it or not. Yes. Um, if you don't finish everything on your plate, you don't get a snack later. We have rules and we stick to them, but I'm going to set my kids up for success as much as possible because I don't, man, maybe it's just mine, but boys get grumpy without food. Yeah. yeah. Mine eats 24 seven. He oh eats more gosh. than I do. And he's two. I don't know. I don't know where they put it. <laughs> I love that you had brought up about being creative. And I've noticed that's one of the things with my son, like he does Mm -hmm. not like food touching. He loves raisins and he loves peanuts. And I made him Mm -hmm. the other day, a like just a little snack bowl with some raisins and peanuts in it. And it sat there all day. If I would have gave him a bowl of raisins and a bowl of peanuts, they would have been gone in less than five minutes. Right. And so like, same thing that you're saying with this, with the soup aspect, right. Get creative. If I make a meal that's stuff all mixed together, he looks at it and he like, doesn't even want to touch it. But if I can just like, even within his bowl, like sort it out a little bit right now, we're going through this funky phase. He's too limited understanding of things and how the world works, like make it work. And And one of the other things that you had talked about is like these substitutes, right? Maybe your part of the nacho tray has peppers, but then you're talking about chicken nugget night or, um, or pizza night. Like we have this gluten or gluten-free. It's like a cauliflower pizza crust that we love. Yeah. And, and our son, like granite, he doesn't know any better. He eats it right right. up just like we do or chicken nuggets. Like there are so many 
Pinterest, right? Healthy substitutes for chicken nuggets where you can just use eggs and chicken and air fry it. Right. right. It doesn't have that. to be yeah. like heavily processed foods to get, you know, what you're really craving and what your family loves. And so, yeah. um, I love that you brought up that creativity aspect because that's a huge thing we've had to figure out how to do. How do we make some of our favorite meals like spaghetti into mm-hmm. something that doesn't cause me to bloat and whatever else, but yeah, like still gives yeah. my husband all the caloric intake he needs. Cause he like is a calorie burning machine. And right. then my son who can be a little bit more picky, like how do we make it work for all of us and just tweak our recipes in a way that works for the family, but is still healthy. Right. And being yeah. a good steward. So I love that you had touched base on that being a good steward and, and, independence aspect that you had touched on earlier, right? It doesn't have to exclude your family. I know there are so many things I can do to work out and you know what it is? It's playing with my kids, yeah, like participating in the things that he wants to participate in. He loves to play hide and seek and like chase around the house. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure your kids are into various sports. Like they probably want to shoot some hoops after school one day and just like participating in those activities that they're doing, going for yeah. walks with your family. Like there are so many ways walks, that you can incorporate grades, your family, swimming, all of it. Yes. 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 Just move your body. Just move your body. Mm-hmm. We went to Bush gardens the other day and I got home. I was like, that was over 12,000 steps. Like that's movement. <laughs> like, yeah. Stop, you know, choosing a movie and instead choose to take a walk and then watch a movie. Yeah. Like you don't have to stop doing the things you love. You're just integrating these healthy things in small doses, Mm -hmm. right. And making it a priority for your whole family. I wish I, I grew up thinking that exercise was punishment, right? Like Mm -hmm. gym class was torture. Um, my dad, God love him. He was the one who worked out all the time. He was the one who was always very conscious of his weight. And so I would watch him exercise all the time, but I didn't realize he liked it. Mm. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. I didn't understand exercise was, was a thing you did to lose weight. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a thing you did to be healthy. I wasn't punishment. It was a punishment because you ate too much cake or spaghetti, whatever. Because, you know, grandma said, you're getting a little thick, you know, like Graham, you gave me that food. Um, you made me fill my plate twice. Um, <laughs> shout out to all the Italian grandmas out there, but yeah, my kids are learning that exercise is just a way of life. You move your body. You know, one of my kids is in jujitsu. So he, you know, is rolling around all the time. Um, you know, we have a punching bag out back. We got our kids a punching bag because they need an outlet. Kids mm-hmm. need an outlet, right? Mm-hmm. So now when they're angry or they're frustrated, or I can tell they've got some extra energy and they're kind of like, go hit the bag a few times. Same thing with battle ropes and slam balls. My kids know how to use kettlebells because one of my kids needs to do heavy, you know, heavy work. You know, he's got some sensory stuff. So heavy work is really important for him. Mm -hmm. So we bought exercise equipment for him. My kids get on the treadmill. They know how to do it safely. All of those things, they're not just for adults. Kids can use those things safely. Safely. <laughs> there are ways to do it safely. Yeah. Um, and they learn that, oh, when I'm stressed out, I can exercise and that releases stress. Mm. 
Bingo. If I had known about the stress cycle and how the only way to get out of the stress cycle is to release it with physical work. Oh my goodness. I would have saved myself some, some doctor visits, right? (laughs) Am I going crazy? No, just move your body. Exercise is a tool. Healthy eating is a tool. There are tools we use to live our best lives and to be the best stewards we can of the bodies that God has given us, because these are gifts. That body you have is a gift. Mm-hmm. It, and we have to steward them well. I mean, for crying out loud, it is weird. The Holy Spirit lives. I don't want him living in a junky, stressed out, anxiety filled space. I want him living in a place that is cleaned up and ready for him to work. He can't do his work if I don't give him the space to do it. Amen. I love Amen. that. So speaking about the Holy spirit and being good stewards, what is like your number one favorite verse in the Bible that sticks out to you when you think of like good stewardship in terms of your body and these health habits that last? Oh my gosh. There are so many, there are so many, whether you're eating or drinking, do it for the Lord. Right. Mm. Um, your body is the temple of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. I, I love that one. I think it's so taken out of context Yeah. so often, but when you really, you know, read it the right way, <laughs> it, it really is motivating for yeah. sure. Scripture is just so full of, of, of commands, really mm-hmm. commands to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and the one I keep coming back to lately is take every thought captive and make mm-hmm. it obedient to Christ. Um, and people are like, well, but what does that have to do with your health? Everything, everything. <laughs> everything. Oh my goodness. Your thoughts are what are driving your results. Yeah. Your thoughts are driving your results. If your thought is losing weight is hard, you're not going to lose weight. If your thought is my family is going to hate this healthy meal, your family is going to hate the healthy meal. Yeah. If your thought is, I don't have time to exercise. You won't exercise. I mean, But if you take your thoughts captive, pull them up to scripture and then make them obedient to Christ and speak truth over your life, all of a sudden, (laughs) oh, exercise is an act of obedience. What are you going to do now? (laughs) You're going to exercise. You know, this healthy food is fuel for our bodies, which is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to eat it and we're going to enjoy it. As soon as you change your thoughts, you change the trajectory of your results. Yes. I love it. That's what I'm sitting here thinking, like through our conversation, I'm like, so much of it has to do with your mindset towards it. It's how you're thinking about it. Just like the Mm -hmm. swap of like, oh, but I have to cook separately for my kids, but, but it's so hard, but I don't have the time, but I'm going to have to take time away from my family. Like all of these things are opinions that you keep speaking over yourself and like holding on to them as truth, but it's not, it's not, it's truth. not truth. and there are ways to overcome. And, and I fully agree with you. It goes back to like 
taking every thought captive and taking it obedience to Christ. So I'm so thankful that you brought that one up because I, I full heartedly agree. Yeah. Um, what, like you already gave us one massive tip, use the parchment paper. <laughs> what other tips do you have? Like maybe top three for busy moms who like keep finding themselves in the situation year after year where they're like, I want to lose weight or I want to get healthy. Um, I think one changing that mindset to being a good steward of your body. That is a gift mm-hmm. that God has given you and is a temple for the Holy spirit. But like, what can we do practically? Like today we can do this or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you can start really, really, really small changing and overhauling everything all at once never works. And I like to explain it to my clients um, like this there. It's like a ladder. Like you're standing at the bottom of the ladder on the ground. You're at your base level, wherever you're at. And that's cool. And your healthiest self is at the top of the ladder. I'm using my hands. They can't even see me. (laughs) And there, your healthiest self is at the top of the ladder. Well, if your first step, the first rung of that ladder is over your head, you're going to try and grab it and you're going to fall and you're going to try and grab it again. And you're going to fall and you're going to, that's what yo-yo dieting is, right? Mm. It's yo-yoing, but there are 20, 30, 50, hundred steps in between that rung that you just decided was your first step and the one you should actually be taking. Mm. That's huge. Your first step could be I'm going to drink eight ounces of water every morning when I wake up before my coffee. Go sis, that's going to make a big difference. Your small habit could be, I am going to take a family walk just around the block two days a week, two days for 10 minutes. That is a normal small step that I have my clients take Mm -hmm. 10 minutes twice a week. And they're like, what kind of difference is that going to make? I'm not going to see results. And then we compare, you know, before and after photos and their, or, you know, how their jeans fit or how they're feeling in their skin or, you know, and they're like, Oh, Hey, look at that. Yeah. And that's something you can even do. If you're like me, a hundred degree temperature difference, then (laughs) I'm in Alaska. Kate's in Florida. I think she said it was like 85 today. And I'm like, it's at least negative 10 here today, maybe negative yeah. 15. Yeah. Um, but you can still be outside for 10 minutes and go for you a can. walk, like yeah. put on your snow pants, put on your boots, gloves, hat, scarf. If you need, like, you're not going to die from being outside. Listen, I grew minutes. up in Michigan, which is not Alaska, but same thing. I, can attest to I grew the up snow. in Michigan too. Did you, but I can yeah. attest to the deep snow. You put on your snow pants. That's a workout. Yeah. <laughs> you put on your kids snow pants that's a workout. Cause you got to put them on and then you got to take them off and put them back on because they have to pee as soon as you get everything on. So you're working out mm-hmm. and then you trudge through that snow for 10 minutes. Listen, sis, that counts. Yeah. That's cardio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, you got to haul that kid back. Yeah. They will not, they will not walk or you back. have to pull them you in the sled. Right? Or pull the yeah. sled. That's all exercise y'all. Like yeah. those teeny things don't discount all the small things that counts. And look, you didn't take any time away from your family time. As a matter of fact, you enhanced your family time. You enhanced your relationships. Yes. 
instead of taking away from it. You have to get creative. So that would be my second tip. First tip, baby steps. Second tip, get creative. If your kid doesn't want to eat vegetables, I take mine to the grocery store. I'm like, you pick. Mm. You pick a red vegetable and a green vegetable. And, and we will make those together tonight at dinner for us to try. Okay. When they have a choice, it feels like a choice and they take ownership of it. Holy cow, it changes the game. They yeah. will at least try a bite. They may not like it, but shoot, girl, you just got your family to, you got your kid to try something. Get creative. Mm-hmm. You know, make, I don't know. I don't know. Just get creative about it. Yeah. Take the broth over the soup. A- greens it's like an organic greens powder that has chocolate like it just has cocoa powder in it like I just tell him it's chocolate milk and he drinks it and he loves it oh my gosh yes and and so I'm like he doesn't know any different back to the mindset thing yeah (laughs) like you're saying it's fancy mashed potatoes it's chocolate milk (laughs) take the greens powder not the chocolate flavored and sprinkle that in their spaghetti sauce Mm. boom Mm-hmm. Put it in a smoothie with a whole bunch of, you know, fruit. They don't know. My kids, have, I mean, just get creative. Yeah. And what else? Um, honestly, and this is going to sound, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want your listeners to take this the wrong way. My next tip would be to hire a coach. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that because I want you necessarily because I want to sell myself. Like you could hire a different coach. That's okay. <laughs> I won't be hurt. They're not um, going to take I mean, it the I wrong way. For... I tell them they need to coach all the time. So okay. good. I mean, I would message, love to work girl. with your people because um, they seem like my people, but hiring a coach takes all of the guesswork out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Listen, all the things that took me five years to learn all of the books I read, all the research, all the classes, all the courses, all of the work, all of the trial and error, all of the failures. Learn from my experience. Yeah. Like take all, I, I will tell you everything I know in our, you know, right now, eight, eight, 12 weeks together. Like I'll give it all to you mm-hmm. <laughs> so that you don't have to make those same mistakes. So you can learn it all in one space and, and, and a coach, like, why wouldn't you want a cheerleader on your side? Exactly. Right? Like, yes. A cheerleader, then, accountability partner, somebody to it. help teach you all the things that they know. Like it's the mm-hmm. shortcut, it's the bridge on, instead of having to learn it all yourself, but also it's that somebody to be a sounding board. And like help you take those thoughts captive because when Mm -hmm. your coach tells you something that you already know you're supposed to be doing, and then you tell her back, oh, but this, but that, and you start sharing what your brain is telling you, she's Mm -hmm. able to catch that and correct it for you and help you take him captive. And when you're in the middle of it, in the middle of your brain and your Mm -hmm. thoughts, like you can't see the forest for the trees, Exactly. but I'm outside, I'm Mm -hmm. looking in and I'm like, oh, sweetie, you're just in a little grove. It's really not like the rainforest in there. Yeah. Let me, this, the, here's the path to get out. Yes. I got you. I'll even come in and hold your hand and walk with you. Like you, coaches have your very, a good coach will have your very best interest at heart and really want you to succeed. Yes. Like that's, 
that that's what we do. That's why we do it because we want you to be, in my case, healthy and happy and understand how to do that for your whole family. So I would, I would say hiring a coach, mm-hmm. man. You guys, again, can't see what we're doing here, but I'm just over here. Like all the yeses, my head is like, a I know my hands are going crazy. <laughs> Um, cause you know, every, my listeners know, I believe in coaching. I believe yeah. in the power of coaching, um, mentorship and it's, yes. it's discipleship. It's walk, it's fellowship. It's walking with each other. And mm-hmm. honestly, I, I same thing. I want to say this, but I'm like afraid I'm going to step on some people's toes. Like, and it's a fine line, right? We want to include our family in it, but we can't keep telling our husbands and our best friends to hold us accountable Mm-mm. for things. Like we're putting them in a place that they're not meant to be like, yeah, right. my husband and I, and so a lot of my listeners know this. I don't know if you know this, Kate, I think you do. I think I shared with you in 2020, I actually lost 70 pounds, but same thing. Yeah. I almost did this yo-yo thing and I've gained back like 25 to 30 of them as of now. Um, but I love so much of what you said and taking these thoughts captive. Well, my husband did that with me. He, he committed, like we were both in this together, which I think is an amazing and beautiful thing because our taste buds changed together. Right. We went out to right. stone for some ice cream and our minds and our eyes were like so much bigger than our stomachs. Like we couldn't even eat half of our ice cream before we're yeah. like, okay, we need a lid. We're going to take this home and like eat it over the next couple of days. Whereas before that was like too small of an ice cream for us. So it was yeah. cool to come in this together, but I can't keep telling him like anytime he wants pizza and like, I'm just go off overboard and like eat all the pizza. Like I asked him to hold me accountable and be my accountability partner. And then he tempted me. And then I got upset at him and myself, whatever, like, this is why you need a coach. Like, this is why you need somebody on the outside to come and help you because they're going to teach you those healthy habits to where your husband can have the pizza he wants and you can have pizza with him. Just make it a different alternative for those of you who has, whose husbands are like mine and burn literally like 2,800 calories a day, just by (laughs) existing. Um, but (laughs) right. Cause men stop chewing gum and they lose like 20 pounds in a week. What happened? How did that, what did you do? Ridiculous. (laughs) But yeah. And, and I will say this because your audience, because of who your audience is, I would, I would highly, highly recommend finding a coach who is faith-based and who is a Christian and who is going to give you those Christian principles, because I know a lot of really great coaches who are not believers and the Mm -hmm. things they teach, it's not going to all connect. Mm -hmm. You have to, in order to have a holistic approach, have the faith element. And it's not just the faith element. I mean, it's the foundation. It's the cornerstone. It is, it is what you build upon. Like I, before I even teach my clients health related things, we've got like two weeks of prayer and digging into scripture and talking about what our challenges have been before and why that was a challenge. And, you know, the mindset stuff that really, like when we say mindset, it's a lot of heart work. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one in the same. And so we're doing a lot of, um, a lot of hard work, a Mm -hmm. lot of, um, repentance, you know, God, I'm so sorry for putting, you know, that cup of coffee before you, I was turning to coffee when I was stressed out or when I was tired, I should have been turning to you, which means I made coffee an idol, Mm. right? Like, and we do it all the time and don't even notice it. So there's a lot of repentance that has to happen. And a lot of like, when you, when you build a building, right? Like 
you don't just go in and start building on the ground. Like you have to clear the ground first Yeah. before you can lay the foundation. You have to clear out the crap. And that's what you have to do when you're working on your health, because health is so, it's not just what you eat and how you move your body. Because if it was just diet and exercise, we would all be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> we would all be healthy because yeah. we all know we are really smart. You are really, really smart listeners. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to drink more water and less pop. You know, you need to eat more vegetables and less, you know, fewer cookies. And you know that you should probably move your body. Mm-hmm. You're not stupid. You are not, you are really <laughs> smart. You know, these basic principles but something is holding you back from actually doing them. And that, that is why the diet and weight loss industry doesn't work because they just approach food and movement. Mm -hmm. They don't come in and tackle all of the, the mental health and the emotional health and the spiritual health that has to be, has to be integrated in order for you to be healthy. And there is my soapbox. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. (laughs) I 100% agree. It has to be, like you said, a holistic mind, body, soul, your faith. Everything has to be taken into consideration because Mm -hmm. information is not where it's at. You know, all the information, stop trying to Mm -hmm. learn all the things and read all the books and and follow all the plans. Like it's about application and it's about taking action on it and actually doing mm-hmm. it. And there's, I firmly believe no better way to do it than have a partner, have a mentor, yeah. have a coach. So Kate, mm-hmm. if people yes. wanted to connect with you, they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I love what she's saying. Like, I need this. That's the huge part that's been missing in my like health struggles has been the faith. Where do they mm-hmm. reach out to you? Um, Facebook and Instagram. I don't have a fancy website. I don't, I don't, nope. Just Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is your Christian health coach, um, which is like the longest handle ever, but (laughs) I love it. Your Christian health coach on Instagram and Kate Musing on Facebook. Awesome. Well, I will certainly drop both of those links in the show notes. If you guys want to stop over and grab them. Last question before we sign off, what does intentional abundance mean to you? I really believe that if you want to live that abundant life that God has for you, our pastor was talking about this this morning, how, when we come back, like the Lord wants us to come back to him so that he can give us a double portion. Mm. And that to me is like the epitome of abundance, like a double portion from the Lord, like that is abundance, but we have to be intentional about going back to the Lord Mm. in order to get that double portion scripture says, we have to go come back, come back to the Lord, come back to me. And I will give you a double portion and it's intentional. It's not like, Oh, I just happened to wander back to Jesus. No, it's (laughs) stop, turn around and go back to the Lord. Go back to what you know is truth. Go back to what he's calling you to obedience. Yeah. And then he gives you the double portion, which is that abundance. So, mm-hmm. you know, that is what comes to mind. Intentional abundance is the intentional action of going back to the Lord to receive the abundance that he wants to give us. Amen. I agree. 
wholeheartedly. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kate, for, for being on the podcast, for sharing your heart and your story with us, for sharing, um, these biblical truths really, and how to be a good steward of our bodies and be an example to our kids. Um, friends, if you love what Kate had to share and had to say, definitely go follow her on Facebook and on Instagram, connect with her. Um, I absolutely adore following her and I learn from her almost every day. So (laughs) there you have it. I hope you all have a blessed day and thank you 